Rubio is a professional tryout contract in the NHL. And if you have one of these and you come to a training camp, your chances of making the roster are really slim. If you come to a training camp that already has seven players who were in the NHL last season vying for duty on the fourth line, your chances are close to nil. But, but, good morning, good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. The Penguins signed to PTO's two players over the weekend. Brian Boyle, veteran forward, and Matt Barkowski, the local kid, who's a veteran right-handed defenseman. And if you think about it, to repeat, there's no way. There's no way. The volume of forwards is almost matched by the volume of defensemen. And on top of all that, Bartkowski's left-handed, which means that he's like 19th on the depth chart just on that side. And yet, and yet, Boyle sure does check a lot of boxes. To start, he's got significant size. He's 6'6", 245. He's also principally a center and a nails tough one at that, a two-way guy. Now, his last action came in 2019-20, which now seems like forever ago. That was with the Panthers, and he did fairly well for a guy in the bottom six with six goals and nine assists in 39 games, you prorate that over over an 82-game season, which isn't always fair and accurate, but in this case, if you do it, that's a pretty good year out of your bottom guys, out of any of your bottom guys. But here's the part that really gets me about Boyle. It's that of all these players that I'd mentioned that are vying for fourth line duty. And when I say fourth line, I should throw in here parenthetically that I consider Teddy Bluger, Zach Aston Reese, and whoever, whether it's Brock McGinn, Danton Heinen, whatever, I consider that to be the third line. I don't think you make the kind of investment that the Penguins just did in that line into those players and then say, well, you're the fourth line. That That's not going to happen. But of all these other guys who are in this mix for the fourth line, I don't see a one of them who really stacks up as some kind of difference maker in the middle on that fourth line. Here are the names of the seven players I referenced. Anthony Angelo, Danton Heinen, and again, that's presuming that Brock McGinn takes the spot on the third line. Evan Rodriguez, Dominic Simone, Drew O'Connor, Sam Lafferty, and Radim Zahorna. Now, the latter is a big dude. In fact, 
but he doesn't necessarily play big. And there's a lot of different things you got to find out about Zahorna before you're anointing him into any kind of position. Number one being whether or not he can be an NHL penalty killer like right now. Because you can't be on the fourth line of this team, I'm sorry, unless you're at least capable of doing PK. There's no other way to structure a game day lineup. Boyle, you know, can do that. Boyle, you know, can win draws. Boyle, you know, I'm going to say it again, nails tough. Character that goes way beyond his successful and highly visible battle with cancer. This is just a good, good hockey player. Now, the reason that you do these sorts of things on tryouts is that he could come into camp and have already fallen off the proverbial career cliff. He could already be totally done. By every account, he was offered multiple contracts to play last season and didn't at all. He ended up representing the United States in the World Championships, but he didn't play in the NHL. So there are questions to be answered on that front, including potentially health questions and the pandemic and everything else. All of this is still up in the air. I am just telling you that right now, in my head, I could see a really, really strong camp from Boyle making a really, really strong case for him to make this roster, certainly at season's outset. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they are committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. And they, in turn, need your help. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org to find out how $1 is all it takes to produce and deliver five full meals for those in need. pittsburghfoodbank.org No, I'm not anointing Boyle either. Again, he could come in and be a complete train wreck. But if I'm going to be criticizing Ron Hextall as often as I have on this program for not having addressed very clear needs, notably that of size and snarl and better balance among the four lines, then I'm at least going to give a little bit of a stick tap here for him going out and attempting to do this in a way that doesn't hurt the team from a cap standpoint. It's no risk and only a potential reward. Good for him. You know what? Hey, do that with a couple other guys. Maybe even a right-handed defenseman or two or five. When we come back, just one question. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is just 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And for a limited time, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show 
a seven-day free trial, and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. Again, that's 15% off your first month just for listening to this program. What a deal. Brian Gluck asks, I'm still confused regarding the role of Hextall versus Brian Burke, where the role was performed by one person previously. Can you help to explain, please? Brian, I hope to be able to do that in infinitely greater detail this fall and winter. Uh, One of the many professional drawbacks, meaning on this end, within the pandemic has been that, yeah, you get the Zoom calls with the players, with the coaches, with the with the executives, but man, are those just a complete waste of time when they happen with the suits in particular, because they're going to be more suit-like than ever in that setting. Uh, They're used to dealing with, especially the older school guys like Burke, they're used to dealing with people face-to-face. You know, they're used to dealing with them in a way that is really easily translatable and you develop either a trust or, you know, a distrust for someone and you figure out what it is that you can say to them and not get burned by it in both directions. So I don't know these things as well as I feel like I should at this stage. But I very much look forward to finding them out and there might actually be a chance of that happening because within the past week the Professional Hockey Writers Association reached an agreement with the NHL where we will be allowed back in locker rooms. The NHL will lead the way on that front, beginning with training camp and continuing right into the season. Now, like everything else in our society these days, it's subject to change, but that's the default position, and that's the first time any league has taken that default position. We'll be wearing masks and that sort of thing, but we'll be able to, you know, communicate. As far as what I know now, it sure appears as if Hextall is just running the show. Burke is there in an advisory capacity in a a place where he could, theoretically, if he chose step in and say, whoa, this is nuts. This is crazy. But the real reason I believe that Burke is there is that we just saw the Penguins go through a pretty difficult, oh, I don't know, what's the term we're using for what happened with Jim Rutherford? Resignation, but it was a resignation that was clearly under some form of protest, where you had David Morehouse put into an uncomfortable situation where he, as CEO and team president, was required to make a hockey call. And David will be the first one to tell you that that's not something that he'd want to do. So what the Penguins did is what a lot of teams, most recently around here, the Pirates did, which is to split positions so that you have someone running the business side and you have someone running the sports side. 
that's what happened here. I wouldn't read too much into this as far as who's making this call or who's making that call. Hextall is making the day-to-day calls. Hextall is doing that. Burke is there more as a parachute and an ear. But again, I look forward to finding out more about it. I appreciate the question, Brian. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. Mm-hmm.